Welcome to the LDS Divorce Coach Podcast. I take the sting out of divorce. This is your host, Emily Sanchez. You're listening to episode number 68, Dating After Divorce. Are you ready? Hi, it's me. (laughs) And I'm really excited today because I have a special guest with me. It is my husband, Yasser Sanchez. Hi, Yasser. Hi, I'm so happy to be here (laughs) with my favorite divorce coach and the love of my life. So I'm happy to talk about um, dating after divorce. Well, I'm happy you're here with me. And we're just going to go through this freestyle, you guys. We're just going to be talking like we, we would talk without anybody around. So you get to hear what it's like. Anyway, I I asked Yas, I call him Yas. Okay, it's Yasser Yas. I asked Yas a while ago some some of these questions about being ready to date. And the reason I wanted to bring him on is he actually had a lot of experience dating. You did. You dated a lot. And that's good. And so, you know, you dated more than anyone I think I've ever known. (laughs) I was actually single for a long, long time until Heavenly Father put you in my path. And that was game over for me. So, but I think a lot of things that we're going to cover today go through some of the things in, in the journey that I went through post-divorce and dealing with the stigma and dating people, uh, solo moms, and people that were at different stages in dating than I was. And so hopefully today we can talk on some of those things so that people can can kind of set forth a plan for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... The first thing before we go into, there's seven points that I wanted to make when you're thinking about, you know, are you ready to date again? Um, A lot of times in the Mormon culture or LDS culture, there's this urgency, like, and it even happens before you're divorced, you start thinking, you're like, oh, am I ever going to find the guy that's right for me, you know? And a lot of times it even goes, unfortunately, with the decision to divorce mm-hmm. is thinking of that. So I'm, I'm asking you, why do you think there's this huge urgency and sometimes why LDS people rush into dating? I think it's because we all have a desire to meet um, certain expectations. And we think that within our culture, a culture that's based on eternal families, that that everybody has this expectation for us and somehow we failed others or ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then are we good enough? And we go through all these different questions in which as we are ending and going through one of the most difficult times in our lives, that's not something that people look forward to doing. Um, The adversary gets to you and, and he doesn't remind us that we're children of God with eternal purpose. He wants us to think, you're just some random guy that is divorced and people are going to judge you. And then what are people going to think once you start dating? And what are people going to say? Well, why did you get a divorce? And so we start hmm. putting on the natural man instead of knowing our self-worth. And obviously, self-esteem issues come up. And we think, okay, well, if I wasn't good enough for this relationship, am I going to be good enough for the next one? And well, what if, what if, what if, instead of moving forward with faith and knowing that Heavenly Father has a plan for you. Mm-hmm. I know for um, being a woman, 
there is that sense of feeling incomplete, incomplete, um, that we've been taught since we were little, that that is kind of a duty to be married in the temple with your eternal companion. And of course, it's something everybody wants. And so when you don't have that, there is a sense of urgency. But if you haven't listened to podcasts, I think it's 66. Um, uh, my old seminary teacher pointed something out that was so amazing. So please refer back to that. And I really feel that after you look at that and you know that there is going to be someone, as you are faithful um, in your single life, or married life, but in in your single life is you remain faithful. These things will be provided for you, plain and simple. So please go refer back to that so that that can kind of help erase that urgency. And yeah, I like what you said as we realize our... Um, our eternal potential. Yeah, our exactly. Our self-worth, that erases that too that urgency and that there is time and we don't have to freak out so much so how do you know you're ready for dating you know that's kind of the first first question here how do you know you're ready i would say you know you're not ready when the idea completely turns you off like you're like ew gross i don't want to date like what do you think how well do you maybe know? maybe because sometimes you're like ooh, gross i don't want to date because you don't want to date people that your friends think you should date. And, oh, yeah. and you're like, I'm not ready. No, but no. when the right person comes around, you might True. be ready. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Um, it could change from one day to the next. So some people could be not ready for weeks and weeks and weeks. And all of a sudden one day, it just clicks. And it just depends also on where they are spiritually, mm -hmm. where they are emotionally. Um for me, post-divorce, uh, got divorced when I was, oh geez, what was I, 24, 25? And I can tell you I wasn't ready for the first four, five months. I would say mm -hmm. out loud that I wasn't ready to date. Um, how do I know? I would wake up and I would throw up and I would be depressed. Mm -hmm. I would forget to eat. Um, and honestly, it took me about five years to actually feel like I was me mm. after a divorce. And so did I date after that? I did. But I found a way to end every relationship. Mm. And so it, it became a cycle where I would be like, okay, I'm ready to date again. And then I would say, you know what? Maybe you should take three, four, or five months and not date. And I would do that. I would date a lot. And then I would be like, what's wrong with me? Why am I dating this type of person? Or why am I making excuses? Or I just dated someone that was so nice, so kind, so spiritual, and I found reasons not to be with that person. And it happened multiple times. And so it was because I wasn't ready. The atonement, I hadn't allowed the atonement to heal me. Mm -hmm. And so it's, when are you ready? It's different for everybody. I don't think there's mm -hmm. a magical answer. Um, but you, I, what I do encourage people to know is where are you along that path? Are you dating for fun? Mm -hmm. Are you dating mm -hmm. to find a companion? Are you dating to um, to feel better about yourself? Maybe the person you were with before was jerky and told you that your hair wasn't good or whatever. Now people are like complimenting you about your hair, whatever the, the situation might be. But um, different people are at different levels. And so I think 
it's important to know yourself and to give yourself a break and to allow yourself to get to know other people and figure out again after your relationship because you're a different person than you were before you were married mm-hmm. and allow mm-hmm. yourself to find the type of person that you actually do want to be with and not catch yourself falling into the same trap that you were before. Totally. And I think it's different to say, how do you know you're ready for dating versus how do you know you're ready for a relationship? That's right. And it's not synonymous. And you were talking about what phase, you know, of dating are you in? I think it's totally okay to say, I'm in this phase where I want to date for fun. I am not mm-hmm. ready for a relationship. You know, so I think a lot of people misconstrue that. And another thing I would caution people of is setting time frames. I don't like time frames. I think people heal. Some people heal super quick. Mm-hmm. Some people take years. And so giving yourself a time frame, I, I actually don't agree with that. I think you can totally date... And that kind of comes to our our number two is the dating intention. What is your intention? And so what would you say, Yasser, like, uh, were you honest with people? Because you just told me you had different phases. Like, tell me more about your phase and how you would communicate that. So I dated a lot of different really, really, really cool, awesome people. And the challenge was, is that I wasn't ready to get married. Mm-hmm. And so I would date people and two, three weeks, a month would go by. And after two weeks, they wanted to be exclusive or after mm-hmm. three weeks, they wanted to be exclusive and they would have to talk or, you know, and I would just say, look, I am not ready yet. I might be ready in a month. I might be ready in two years. I don't know. Um, and so it was just about saying, look. I am here. This is what I've gone through. Being honest with people, um, sometimes a little too honest. I would say, look, I'm mm-hmm. not looking to get mm-hmm. married. And people are like, okay, well, this isn't what I'm into. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at other stages, I'm like, look, at some point, maybe we could think about it. And then two weeks later, they're like, okay, are you thinking about it now? And so that's when I was like, we're at different levels and mm-hmm. maybe it's time mm-hmm. to move on. Um, or it people would get a little look like, like, oh my gosh, we're going in that direction. And I'm like, oh no, the look, I, I'm not there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so after a while, I'm like, look, you need to take breaks. And so I would, like I mentioned, I would take breaks for three, four months of dating. I would just be like, I'm just not going to do it. Um, I was in law school or whatever. But, and then I'm like, okay, time to date. And then I, the problem was I would start serial dating. I would date two, three, four, you know dates and four nights or whatever and then i'm like okay what are you doing now all you're doing is dating and so it was like was i trying to prove to myself that i was okay or was i trying to find somebody it was a different it was an interesting balance to be honest with you well i think that um in that we have to be super honest with ourselves and with another person so when you're dating someone in a different phase 
don't like like for example if you came to me and said i am totally not ready for a relationship you know yada 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 and i was ready for a relationship i as you know a woman who would be oh i like this guy i want this to work i would probably you know bend my little rules and be like oh maybe i could get him to my level right so we have Mm -hmm. to be careful and be totally honest with ourselves and date within you know the ones who have that same intention and are in our same phase you know and so i think there's criticism there for people who are like no you should not be dating for fun you shouldn't be getting people's hopes up you shouldn't why not you know you kind of need that i think in healing i needed it Definitely. i needed the fun yeah dating yeah where I wasn't ready for the relationship. I really Just a fun needed that. date, go on a motorcycle ride, totally. go to the lake, go wherever. Now, the balance with fun dating is there's some people that are fun daters and there's some people that are very manipulative. And, mm-hmm. and I worry about some mm-hmm. of the guys, honestly, to the sisters, and I feel, I feel bad talking about the guys, but they're so good at dating that they, they're... Their their fun dating consists of how far they can get with with different people. Yeah. And so yeah. and so that's I've a concern. Seen that. And so then girls are like, Oh, it's just for fun and then they're like, Oh, what did I just do? Right. Right. So just be cautious with that. That's what with your fun dating. But yeah. There's all yeah. sorts of different levels and it's okay to date for fun and it's okay to date for a relationship and it's okay to not date post divorce. It's okay to take yeah. a break. Totally. Um, the important thing is to not use self-imposed deadlines, like you said, or timelines as a crutch to not move on. Oh, yes. Yep. Okay, let's move to my, my number three one. My number three is rethink your definition of dating. If you've been in a 20, 30-year marriage and all of a sudden you're single again in today's age of online dating don't and, do this to me you, you know what i'm saying like <laughs> oh my gosh you i hear it a lot uh-huh. at where women are like i am not gonna do that i think i even said that and this was i don't know how many years ago it's been right like 12 uh, we've been together like 13? 12 years so this was 13 yeah. 14 15 years ago whatever and so i was like online dating what is that like i remember the, texting somebody that was just yeah weird. even we're texting. old guys okay. we're totally old that's yeah i remember this one guy would text me everything and i'd pick up the phone to call him i'm like can we just talk i think and that was, he was me he was uncomfortable it wasn't you but okay but anyways so you have to kind of rethink your definition and and uh, be okay with all these different forums um I don't know. It's just kind of kind of a small point, but I did want to make that because mm-hmm. we have to kind of rewire our brain around yeah. that and and start to start to be okay with thinking. Of, be adventurous. Yeah. Live. Try something different. Yeah. You yeah. might enjoy it. And they have all sorts of things. They have groups for singles. You know, inside the church, outside of the church. That you know, you hear advertisements. <laughs> listening to the radio, I was like, oh, that sounds fun. Oh, whoops, I'm married. But yeah, it just sounds fun. So rethink your definition of dating. So that speaks for itself. Let's go on to number four. I call it jump into the fear and do it anyway. Okay, so going back to that number two of our dating intention, and maybe we're not ready, number one, 
how do you know you're ready? But if we're using that, I'm not ready as a crutch, that's where this comes into it. That's right. We've got to be aware and jump into it. Um, yeah, it may have, it might have been numbers of years that you've even gone on a, on a date. The only way we can conquer our fears is by doing it. And it's a numbers game. It really is. Yas would know that. And I hit the jackpot <laughs> after going through quite a few numbers. I got to meet Emily, and that was it. Um, but, no, yeah, I mean, it's about trying it. It's about jumping in and saying, I'm going to do it. I remember going to young single adult activities, my first couple ones. Mm -hmm. After my divorce, and I was like, oh, my gosh, what is this? And I mean, I was married for two and a half years. It wasn't like it was this 30-year um, marriage. So I'm at BYU. I'm hanging out with my roommates from undergrad again. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is weird. And they're just like, just follow us. Just try it. Just talk to people. And at first it's weird. And then it became fun. And then I'd be like, guys, follow me. Let's go to this activity. And then let's go to that activity. Um, I'm lucky in that I'm really outgoing. But um, yeah, just trying it. And and getting involved, like you said, different activities, different singles groups, um, different dating apps now. I mean, that's just oh, it's yeah. crazy. All the yeah. stuff that they have with mutual yep. and LDS, this and I don't even know. But yeah, um, but just trying different things. I see some of my friends that are mid-singles that, that go on, you know, group hikes and all this stuff. Yeah. It doesn't have to be... It doesn't have to be one-on-one. -on -one. It could be a group thing. Mm -hmm. It could just be mm -hmm. activities. And then from then, you could say, oh, that person looks nice. Or, hey, right, right. that person's cute. Or whatever. You know, just, I like the way that guy or that gal bore their testimony. Just kind of go with whatever. I think one of the things that we haven't discussed is being aware of what you want in a relationship and going mm -hmm. forward with it. I mean, It's going to be my next podcast. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I look forward to it. <laughs> But yeah, I love that. Kind of putting your toe in the water and, and getting used to uh, that. And then once you're there, I think, you know, going into the big group activities, maybe the toe in the water thing, and then you get more used to it, you get more used to it, and then you're able to go off, you know, by yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's really just, just going for it, you guys. And with, with any fear that we have, we have to, we have to go forward or nothing happens okay going on number five is avoid negative thinking you know what i'm gonna say ladies i hear it a lot you know i i just these lds men they're just you know i hear it all the time and it's so sad to say and i have to say no they're not all the same they're not all creepers they're not all a lot know, of them are <laughs> but you know what I mean? But there's some great, and, great people out there. Um, I had the advice of my my old boss, and she would tell me, Emily, there's somebody out there who is just like you. Now, when I say that, if you guys knew me and Yas, we're complete opposites. But what she meant by that is your same devotion level to Jesus Christ, your same devotion level to each other, your same commitment, like those attributes and values, they're shared in somebody. And I, I really can tell you, there's so many good people out there. 
there are good women, there are good men. Do you have anything to say kind of further on that, that negative thinking that, that pops in? See, for a guy, a lot of times it's every girl just wants to get married. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, you know, we make those blanket statements and it's okay. It's okay to, to have that desire to be with somebody. It's okay to have that desire. And it's about finding the right person and knowing, I mean, again, I think for the sisters, there's so many incredible sisters and there's also a lot of incredible priesthood holders that are trying to do what's right, that are trying to, to move forward, that are coming back to the gospel, that are, that, you know, are newly baptized, whatever the case might be, that want to find somebody. Mm-hmm. And so there's somebody out there. And I mean, it's, it's, it's clear. You just have to, like you said before, go through the numbers and, and get out and avoid that negative thinking. Mm-hmm. Anything that's negative, again, comes from the adversary. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father wants you to move forward with faith. And, you know, for those of you that have received your patriarchal blessing, there's some blessings in there. And so just because your marriage didn't work out, a uh, failure of somebody else's free agency, or you weren't the best person you can be, that's what repentance, that's what the gospel of Jesus Christ is for. Yeah, and I would also add, avoid negative thinking for yourself too. So not only what you're projecting, but what's internal. Yeah. And so just safeguard yourself from the door of your thoughts, people. Okay, number six, don't let your kids stop you. I have said this on numerous podcasts because it kind of shocked me, but Dr. Laura, you know, is that famous mm-hmm. advice lady, and she said that when you divorce, you should not even be thinking of dating again until they are like 18 or out of the house. That your number one priority is their welfare and bringing, you know, another man or woman into that scope is just asking for trouble. And it really stuck with me. I heard, with, I heard that a long time ago. And um, I just don't agree with it actually because it's like the whole on the plane the 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 masks that come down you need to put it on yourself first and then your your dependence if that was the case (laughs) i would be deprived of the greatest blessing in my life which are you and izzy yeah i mean she was three years old when we got married and and you guys were an answer to my prayer and i wanted to have a family i wanted to have kids and 31 years old, now I have a three-year-old. So I'm like, hey, we're back on track where we wanted to be, you know? And so there are guys, there are girls out there that want to have that family, Mm -hmm. that family unit, and that do wanna step in and do wanna teach their kids how to ride bikes and teach Mm -hmm. their stepkids how to do things and and take stepkids and have them be your kids. I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting, adjustment but mm-hmm. it's for me the greatest blessing that i have in my life besides the gospel is my family unit that we started and that the term of baggage i think is the worst term i loathe it and i used to i i don't know if i'd say think it but i was almost taught it interesting by other people and I learned through that experience and through you and your acceptance, and actually not just you. I had other 
people that I dated mm-hmm. who would be more than willing to mm-hmm. not just accept, but like you said, it's a blessing, not a baggage. And when you get with the right person, they will see it as just blessing and enhancements to your life and their life to see you as a mother or you as a father. And so I, I think we just can't let our kids stop us from our progression and our growth and our wanting to give and receive love to to an individual in that way by dating someone you're not abandoning your kids it's not like you're leaving them and be like goodbye guys i'm i'm taking off with this Mm -hmm. person i'm dating that's not the way it works it's you're going through you're sorting through a bunch of different people to figure out whom would be a good companion for you and a good step parent for your kids i mean that's when you date somebody when I met you, I knew you were a good mom because I saw the way you behaved around Izzy. So I thought, oh, this is an example of how things are going to go in our family unit. And it, it was great. It was awesome. Mm. Well, it's interesting, too, that you said that because dating actually invigorated me to be a better mom. So I had such fun. Mm. E- even when I wasn't ready for the relationship part. Even when I was in the non-serious part. It, it really helped me to be a better mom because I had fun and it helped, I don't know, just develop the person I was. Okay, last one, guys. Be patient with yourself and those you date. So what do I mean by this? Sometimes when you're getting back into that dating realm and you haven't been there for a while, you feel awkward or weird even when you start talking. You're like, did I just say that? So be like super patient with yourself and also be patient with them. I remember I had, you know, some weird conversations with some guys who maybe were nervous or whatever, but as I was just kind of, I keep saying the same word, patient, but and just real with them and be like, it's okay, let's just be ourselves. You know, give them time. Don't just write them off right away. Unless they're losers and whatever, abusive or whatever. (laughs) Yeah, jerks or red flags are going up. But what I'm saying is just for a general, you know, awkwardness. It's like, let, it's, like when you it's like when you haven't played a sport for a while, and then you're like, oh, I was so good at this sport. And then you try it, and it's not very good. Kind of like when we first started dating, <laughs> Emily uh, used to play the clarinet, and she got oh out this clarinet. Gosh. And that was bad. It was pretty funny because she got this clarinet, and she got it ready, and then she went to blow into it, and it was all. <laughs> It just did not, it wasn't what I expected, to be honest with you. It was so funny how she hadn't practiced. Um, Let's just say that. But um, same thing when you're dating. You start dating and you don't know what the scene is like. You don't know who people are. You get all sorts of random people and we're not smooth i mean we're just human beings right trying Mm -hmm. to find out who other people are and you might say weird things you might do weird things it's okay that a lot of we would we would again 
we would go out on group activities and the best time sometimes wasn't in the activity is hanging out with your friends afterwards and laughing about the dumb <laughs> things that you said or that you did or the dance moves that you thought were super cool but they're super nerdy you know it's 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 a process. Have fun with it. Yeah. And even when you feel like you're with someone you really, really like, it takes time. It Just give yourself and them time. And, and maybe you're even thinking, do I like them? Do I not like them? Again, what's the urgency? Don't Let's rush slow it. down. Don't because things develop or they can develop. Mm-hmm. And, a, and when you're in a space that you can allow it to develop, that, that's the best way is uh, just to breathe and have that time and space and forgive yourself, forgive them, and just have fun. Yeah, there was there was experiences with people that I dated that were like incredible cool people and I was off and they just didn't work out. Mm-hmm. And there was other times where I thought people were really good, cool people and they were like leading double lives. And then I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and so... Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know, it was crazy. And so I would find out, for example, a person I was dating was actually dating two other people. And I thought we were getting really serious. And we stopped dating. And a week later, she's engaged. And a month later, she's married. And so I'm like, wait, I thought we were dating exclusively. And she was dating three people and then married like Mm -hmm. soon thereafter. So it's just interesting. So just go with it. (laughs) or not go with it or not go with it but take your time forgive yourself so we just wanted to kind of restate what these seven are you ready to date points were so number one is how do you know you're ready kind of what phase you're in number two was the dating intention being honest with those you date about your intention number three rethink your definition of dating Number four, jump into the fear and do it anyway. Number five, avoid negative thinking. Number six, don't let your kids stop you. And number seven, be patient with yourself and those you date. Any final words, yes? I would just say have fun with it. Uh, Trust in the Lord that the Lord has a plan for you. Move forward with faith and don't don't overdo it don't take it too seriously um enjoy the mistakes along the way Mm -hmm. and 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 the memories that you're gonna make dating different people um beware of people that are jerks uh beware of people that are gonna break your heart and but move move forward with the intent to to find somebody that's right for you that's right for you if you have kids for your kids and that's going to provide you that that other half, someone that's going to love you and take care of you and that w- will allow you to take care of them as well. This could be an equal mm-hmm. partner in mm-hmm. your relationship and your path back to Heavenly Father. Yeah, and, and I would just say also that have fun, have faith, and enjoy where you are when you're there. I think so many times, oh, we can't wait until, you know, when you're little, we're 16 and we can drive. Oh, we can't wait until we're 18 and we leave the house. Oh, we can't wait until we can go on a mission. We can't wait till, just enjoy where you are, where you, you know, when you're there. I had such a fun time dating and it was such a, just a great time. And uh, I'm glad that I had that experience. So just have fun and enjoy it. Okay, everybody, that's it from us. Thanks 
Thanks, you guys. Thanks, Yasser. Okay, make it a good one. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. Come on over and visit me at CoachEmilySanchez.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, make it a great day.